We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Building the Broncos with Nick Kendall and Carl Dummler, Broncos Country's leading draft and scouting analysts. Get on over to milehighhuddle.com to sound off on all things Broncos. Welcome in, welcome in. It is Tuesday evening. It's time for an episode of Building the Broncos. I am Nick Kendall and joined by, as always, on these Tuesday evening shows, Carl Dummler. Carl, how you doing? What's new? Are you uh, kind of tuned out and already sick of all the Super Bowl stuff? Because, man, I'm just, I'm so over, I'm so over the Chiefs. So over the gosh darn Chiefs. Yeah, it, it is. It's definitely getting old. Um, and the, the storylines have just gotten crazy. I mean, there's all the conspiracy theory stuff that people have been asking questions about. Um, I don't know. There's some, some weird ones. Brock Purdy that he looks like, uh, Lee Harvey Harvey Oswald. Oswald. Yeah. And has anybody ever said that to you before? No, (laughs) like, I, I don't know. It just, it was such a random question for, for, for the Super Bowl. And I guess you do get some of those cause you get a lot more world media coming in than regular mm-hmm. just sports media people. But still, it's I, I definitely have tried to tune it out as much as possible. Uh, I've been watching more prospects and spending my time trying to do some of that than anything else. But uh, but no, otherwise, you know, this is just, it, it's been a great day getting to celebrate somebody's birthday. Mr. Oh, yeah. Nick Kendall. Hey, yes. You too? <laughs> it's Bob Marley's birthday, I think. No, yeah, thank you so much. Yet turning a... 32, I guess. I don't know. It's uh, all of a sudden it's my birthday. It's crazy how quickly that comes up on you. And this last month has been an absolute blur with the mills joining the world world here. But first birthday as a dad, uh, not much planned other than hopefully getting eight hours of sleep. So if anybody can get me that, God bless you, man. I'd pay good money for that. Let's say hello to some folks in the chat. Appreciate the shout out there, Carl. Uh, We got Dylan Von Ark saying, sup Broncos country. Make sure you guys hit that like button on the way in. We got David Youngkin coming in saying, evening everyone i read dylan's article great read Taysom hill is a great player but it's just rumors yeah we'll get into the uh Taysom hill pete carmichael connection to the broncos or as the uh maybe the denver saints i don't know what's going on here maybe they'll change the name uh we also got our guy mike guest coming in here saying what's up carl nick scott dylan and broncos country daniel barry sports is in here hope you're doing well we always appreciate you uh we got our guy papa bear david knucklerath hope your health is doing well papa bear not to overshare uh but uh you know, thinking about you every time I see you on here. Hope you do. Hope you're doing well. It says good evening, everyone. Uh, Buckham three times. McCarthy. He's he's casting his lot there on a quarterback. JJ. Uh, hashtag MHH for life and hashtag Broncos for life. Appreciate you. We got Riptide coming in here saying, 
07 Broncos country. Buck them. Buck you too, Riptide. Hope you're doing well. We got String Guy coming in saying good evening, all. Hope you're doing well. Kevin Gray's in the house saying evening. Nick, Carl, and Scott. Big Mile High. Salute to Broncos country. Zach Power is one of our favorites in here saying afternoon, fellas. Zach, where are you at in your picture here? I can't really. Is that like uh, Tennessee or something? The, uh, the, the uh, what is it? Smoky Mountains. That's kind of what it looks like. Uh, hope you're doing well. <laughs> we got our guy. I absolutely love Cal coming in here saying nighttime. Good to see you, Cal. I think Cal is an Iowa State fan, so he's probably definitely pulling for. Uh, I know I've nobody's perfect, uh, but uh, he's definitely probably pulling for the uh, 49ers out there with Brock Purdy. Roy Osborne in here saying good evening, Scott Nick, Scott Nick, and Scott, Scott two times. So Carl as well, I'll give there you that. Uh, happy birthday! I've Appreciate been that. Yeah, we always. Uh, I would change my name to Scott. It's a good name. It's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> we got also Jay wishing me a happy birthday. Ernie Mays hit me up on Facebook. Appreciate you. Michael's in here. Awesome. We got uh, Pookie saying Denver Broncos for life. John Lopez, the Broncos trade down just seems to be the only way to get enough value. So he's already talking a little bit of uh, Broncos in the draft here. I mean, talking about getting enough value, it depends on what the offer is, right? It depends on who's on the board. It depends on who's willing to come up. It depends on what they're willing to come get up. So if you're talking about value in terms of filling out the roster and rookie contracts, probably the only way you can do that is trade back and hit on multiple guys. But the further you get back from one overall, the lower the hit rate. So that's hard to do, but the overall value probably stays similar. It's just, you have a higher, higher range of outcomes with the more picks you have. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. Do you think the trade backs the only way to get value or, you know, roster a good team next year? Well, I mean, it's always, you still got to get the right players. I mean, like you said, if, if you trade back and don't get any kind of talent, I mean, the Browns did that for years. Where they would trade back and everybody would be like, oh, look at all this, all these draft picks they have. They're really building out this roster. And then like 90% of the players were terrible. Uh, you could blame that more on organization and not having great coaching and all those kind of things. But still, if you can't get the right guys and let's say somebody's there at pick 12 that you really like and think, hey, this guy could be a long-term solution at a very key position. Let's say one of the, the tackles falls to you. Uh, maybe one of the edge guys and you're just like, Hey, we, we need that core piece on the line that we don't have right now. Um, one of the wide receivers, you know, uh, neighbors or a Dunze falls there. Uh, I mean, right now, if you want to bring in a quarterback, you better have some weapons for them to throw to. And I'm not sure you got enough right now on this roster. I know you don't have enough on this roster right now. It's not even, I, I think, um, especially so, because a lot of the guys here are probably gone, right. And you're talking about the weapons. Yeah. I mean, are you keeping one of the three, two of the three of Sutton, Judy, and Patrick? I mean, who who knows? Uh, but you're definitely going to – and Mims, is he going to develop into more than just a specialist right now? I mean, that's what he is. He's kind of a gadget right. guy slash specialist. I mean, hold on to the damn ball. <laughs> but uh, uh, that's a – yeah, we'll see. There's definitely a lot of options here. I know that Mel Kuyper mentioned many times about the nifty nine as far as the top nine offensive guys in this class, and shout out to – Mel Kuyper, the godfather. I mean, we're doing what we do and love it because of him getting that ball rolling. So appreciate him. But he talks about the nifty nine. Maybe you have a chance at one of those guys. If not, you're probably still going to have a good chance at a tackle quarterback. If you like one of those guys, uh, cornerback edge rusher. I mean, there's going to be somebody good's going to be available at 12. You're probably going right. to miss out on the blue chippers, but you're going to have options at 12. And maybe that means people want to trade up. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Gary Palmer, 1999. 
God bless Gary. Appreciate you. This is a happy birthday, Nick fund here. This is a member back in the day. We had Nick's beer money. I think that was one of the, uh, the first ones It's transitioned <laughs> to Nick's diaper fund. Not for me. I'm not that old for the baby, uh, but, uh, or both. I don't know, but, uh, definitely, um, definitely happy birthday to me. Uh, no comments, no, no clear, no see-through glass on that one. Appreciate you, Gary. Hope you're doing well. Riptide coming in $5 saying after long thought I've changed my views, sell the farm for quarterback, Caleb Williams or Drake may, just to get your guy, Peyton, take your shot. If you love the guy, I'm with it. I think you physically do not have the necessary capital to outbid teams above you to go get them if those picks are available. So I think it's a it's an impossibility. You can only trade three years worth of draft picks. You are missing draft capital this season, and you don't have a lot of valuable assets to trade right now. So if one of those guys becomes available, great. I'm not against moving up for them. If you love them, there's risk. Cause if you miss on that, I mean, you already in the hole right now, probably two years, if you trade the farm and then go get Williams or Drake and they flame out. You're talking probably five, six years from now. I, I don't, I don't know, man. It'd be hard to build out. Uh, but I'm with it. I just do not think you're going to be able to compete in that trade market. Right. And, and, and like we talked about already, you want to give a rookie quarterback the actual best chance to be successful in the NFL. And if you don't have enough talent around him or ability to build talent around him, you're in trouble. And I look at like the bears right now, Justin Fields, they go out there and they trade up to get him. And then they wait till year three of his contract of his rookie contract to actually bring in some real talent for him to play with and DJ Moore. And so now all of a sudden they're having to make these big decisions of, do we move on and go with Caleb Williams? You know, Justin Fields just started showing a little something for us. Do we take that chance that over these next two years of his rookie contract, it's going to be something. And even that fifth year option, it's really not that cheap. Um, So it's really one more year of real great cost control. And yeah, you can go get him a, a Marvin Harrison Jr. And, you know, a Romeo Dunze or, um, Malik neighbors, one of those three, um, and it, it can be huge for him. But again, it's if you're waiting, you have to wait till that year three before you can really add talent to the roster. If you're trading the next two to three years worth of draft picks, you're in trouble for that rookie quarterback. Like they, they could be a great quarterback and you just don't have the ability to showcase it because nobody can get open. And so I, I just, I, I do, I go back and forth on this because I do, I want one of those guys. I really do. Uh, Drake may, if he would fall there to about four or five, I like my fingers would be tingling and I'm sure Sean Payton's would be as well. Just going, come on, we got it. One more pick. If, if we gets one more pick, we're going to be asking or trying to sell whatever we can to get this guy. Um, but it's, I, I just think the Broncos are in that position right now. Maybe it's the year to build up to set up for a quarterback, maybe next year, uh, you know, or, or even the veteran coming in, giving them somebody that they can, go out there and play with. So I, I, I just wish the Broncos didn't have the Russell Wilson situation hanging over them. All the draft picks, all of the money that, that has gone away, that has kept them from having a roster ready to make that kind of move right now. Yeah. And unfortunately it's not only, you know, the lack of salary cap or draft picks this year, it's the lack of rookie contracts, top 100 picks that you gave away for Sean Payton, but also the Russell Wilson trade. Uh, You do not have many, you know, under 25 years old 
two or three years left of cost control on rookie contract top 100 picks because you gave those up. Now, if you are hitting really well on the picks you have left in your day three picks, you can still get out of that. Uh, that requires a quarterback that you traded for hitting, which did not. Uh, but I look across uh, the West Coast here, south of me, to the Rams. I mean, day three picks galore. I'm looking at the roster this year. I'm like, oh my God, this Rams team is just undrafted free agents in day three picks. Well, Matt Stafford played top 10 quarterback this year. I don't think that's arguable. Uh, and uh, they hit on a bunch of guys and they're out of it. But man, the Broncos, unfortunately, with the lack of picks, not hitting on picks too. After that really good initial draft class, it's been, I think it's kind to call it a mixed bag um, from the last yeah. two classes. Uh, so again, those it it's way too early to bury those guys, but we haven't seen enough where we should be really, I mean, outside of, I go through the last two draft classes, Carl, Outside of Nick Benito, are you really actually super excited about any of the guys based on what we've seen so far? Outside of their, you know, draft profile profile coming in. I mean, again, we'll see a lot about Sanders, Mims, hopefully Moss next year, but Dulcich, right. uh, hello, uh, Demari Mathis, not great. Owazarike, not not here. Uh, those are your top picks the last two years. Those are the guys that you need to hit and develop to field a competent team and. Right. I, I mean, I don't know. Just right now, I, just, I, would, I would say no. Right. Well, something that is hitting every single time, though, is Little Caesars, the official pizza sponsor of the NFL. They know football fans love a great game and a great deal, so we're tossing out a challenge and calling it Pick 6 for Slices and Sticks. If there's a Pick 6 during Super Bowl 58, fans who accepted the challenge on our app will get a free Slices and Sticks, period. Yeah, we partnered with NFL legendary linebacker Derek Brooks of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because he knows all about the pick six, having returned one against the Raiders in Super Bowl 37. God bless you, Derek. Uh, that play led to a 44-yard touchdown and a win for the Buccaneers, again, over the Raiders. So accept the challenge today and win some pizza. Pizza, pizza. Appreciate Little Caesars. You guys make sure you check them out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. 
Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Uh, let's get to it here. AJ Zillinger. Uh, this is a name I do not recognize, but that's an awesome last name. <laughs> it's Zillinger. I love it. Uh, what do you guys think of Nubid, Bullock, and Bullard as safety prospects? If you get a second round pick, cheers from Northwest Kansas. I don't know how close Ooh. it is to you there, Carl, but uh, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, Newbin is an older player, been with the Gophers for a number of years. Uh, Tyler Newbin, he's really a good player. I don't think he has true range to be a single high safety in the NFL, but uh, somebody who can you know come in the box, do a lot of split field safety stuff, and just a game record. He was, I think, pretty far and away that best player on that uh, Gopher team this year. Uh, I'm getting Bullard and Bullock mixed up. One of them is the uh, the Georgia guy. Um, one of them is Bullard. the Georgia it's Bullard. Okay. I couldn't remember if it was Bullock yeah. or Bullard. Uh, I thought he impressed me at uh, Georgia. He's a solid player, uh, pretty high end athlete. I don't think I am all in on a second round safety pick. I think you're probably, that's a position where it's nice to have difference makers. And if I could get somebody who can do like everything that I think is like a, you know, plus player, not a, like in the locker room and everything else too, then maybe we're talking about it. But with where the Broncos are at second round pick right now, you're probably looking offensive line wide receiver, cornerback question mark if you do get a, a second round pick i think th those are the areas i'd be looking yeah I'm, I'm with you there i think good chance that you're trying to bring back um your, your safety core that you had this year and lock and, and simmons unless there's a trade i mean we, we could see that and maybe lock goes out there for more money but you've also used a lot of draft picks on the safety position over the last few years and you got to start hoping one of those guys can emerge, take that next step. If say Locke does decide to move on. Um, you're right. You need to probably put a little bit more towards the cornerback group, the edge group, the defensive line group. That that's probably more where I'd be looking on the, the defensive line or when I'd be looking in the, like if we have a second round pick that that's kind of the direction I'd be looking. Um, and we got Pearl heater coming inside saying, hi y'all. And I did Nick, I got a little, little present for you here. I wanted to switch hats for this one my, my daughter just had her birthday recently so i got a a birthday hat for you today it says nick on it it does God say nick bless. i had to cover my, my daughter's name but uh but as paul comes in with the 20 dollars super saying happy birthday nick build the trenches nick would probably agree with you on that so that's but uh yeah no i just yeah. I, I saw this hat sitting in my house and i was like man it is nick's birthday we got to celebrate big turn 32 that's getting your first kid in, in the house <laughs> god bless man it's, a lot to yeah, celebrate man it has been a whirlwind appreciate all the chat coming in here with the uh the kind wishes um that's re this really kind to you guys i do appreciate that paul shout out to you man we've been through it for a bit i'll never forget uh you asked for the wedding registry those years ago now and i was like who's this paul who's sending us all this cool stuff i'm like our listeners are the best man i don't even know what to say i don't e don't even know what to say i appreciate you so much paul coming in everybody else coming in i see a lot of quarterback talking here and we better talk about the the main topic uh, today of the show, Broncos bringing in Pete Carmichael, longtime assistant and offensive coordinator 
underneath Sean Payton with the Saints. He was just let go by the Saints this year, and he's working his way back to Denver. And Mike Kliss, uh, our own, who, talking about health earlier, hopefully Mike Kliss is doing well. Uh, he suffered a uh, heart attack uh, midseason. I believe it was a heart attack, but he's on the up and up now. I was like, everybody asking on Broncos Twitter and whatnot, oh, man, Mike Kliss has been really quiet. I hope he's doing okay. Sounds like he's doing better now, but uh, that's why. That makes sense. But Mike Kliss probably the best Broncos insider there is uh, says uh, with Carmichael joining the Broncos, there is a chance offensive hybrid player Taysom Hill may not be far behind. Hill is a Peyton Carmichael creation who plays quarterback, wildcat running back H back receiver on offense, and also has been known to contribute on special teams as a returner and a gunner in recent years. Hill has been especially used in the red zone where the Broncos struggled last year, especially in goal to go situations. Hill currently has two years at 10 million each left on his contract. Although, because none of that money is guaranteed, it will be a surprise if adjustments are not made. So, obviously, Cliss connecting the dots there with you know, somebody like a Taysom Hill to potentially come to the Broncos. You know what, Carl? I Maybe this is a little bit me being a college head at heart. I don't mind the two-quarterback system if you do not have the dude at quarterback. So if you have somebody who is much more pass-oriented and then in short-yarded situations, certain packages, especially goal-to-go situations, if you have an absolute athlete out there where you can work the zone read stuff, the RPO stuff, and trust them with the ball in their hand, I don't hate it. I, obviously, Taysom Hill is not going to come expensive, uh, but I think, let's say you you bring in Jimmy Garoppolo and you bring in Taysom Hill for certain packages as well, I could live with it. I, obviously, this is not a long-term solution by any means. We are just trying to figure it out year by year. This is a situation where the Broncos probably don't go quarterback at 12. Uh, but in terms of the goal line and goal to go situations, I actually like the goal line quarterback that brings some athleticism to the table because I think, I mean, I, maybe it's Josh Allen envy at the end of the day, but having a big ass mother trucker that can, you know, put the ball in the running back's belly and pull it out and then barrel for a touchdown. I like, I like the option if it's cheap. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously nobody knows Taysom Hill better than Sean Payton. Uh, well, maybe Carmichael, but um, but re the reality is he knows how to use them. He's used them for years. Um, adding that extra wrinkle to the offense just brings a little something more that they haven't had. Uh, makes teams have to prepare for that every game of how much are they going to use this? What are they going to try to do when they do bring him in? You know, the fact that he can play so many different positions and help on special teams. That's the other big part of this. Like if, if you're going to have that, that hybrid player, they, they need to be able to contribute on special teams. That's always my, my big thing is I, I hate when you got these guys that they have like one little skill set and they don't help on special teams. So you got like that third running back that won't help in that way. I'm like, well, then you shouldn't be on the team. That, that's part of why you're here is you need to be able to help on the entire roster because it's not like college where you can have 100 players and, um, you know, and substitute in like crazy and have mm -hmm. complete backups in all that kind of stuff. So uh, I, I really don't mind it one bit if it's cheap. I mean, obviously if he's wanting that $10 million a year, like he got there for the saints, no, thank you go somewhere else. But, but if he's coming in for a few million dollars as that backup quarterback hybrid guy that you can use. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for that. And we got yeah. KB 82 coming in with the four ninety nine super saying I'm a Jaden Daniels fan, but he was a stick as a sophomore and he's still a stick. Does that worry you? Yes, very much. So. I, I think even, you know, probably a lot of people are going to compare him to Lamar Jackson, you know, athletic quarterback, skinny, all those kind of things. And, and Lamar is bigger than him. 
Mars actually got some some muscle. If you go look at that guy without pads on, he's actually still pretty well built. Built, um, and he's I think he can do more from the pocket than what Jaden Daniels can do right now. He protects himself. And Lamar, That's the big Lamar compared to Jaden Daniels yeah. is like, oh my god, dude! Like you have right. another like I want you to live to see tomorrow. Sorry to interrupt, but it's like it's, Lamar doesn't get hit. Lamar like runs at yeah. like eighty five percent. It seems like to have control. Like Jaden Daniels, some of his hits that he takes are like. Is he alive? So the, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt, but I think that's, that's no. You're you're good. I I think my my big thing there is like I said, Jaden Daniels. He takes a lot of hits, but even Lamar Jackson, with all of his avoiding taking those hits, he still had some couple injured injury sin, seasons already. And so I do worry about even like Lamar Jackson long term. Is he going to be not quite like Cam Newton? Because I think he does a lot more from the pocket, and like I said, does a lot more to protect himself. He's not being asked to be a fullback on the field like Cam Newton was. Uh, but a lot of times those athletic guys, it just, their careers seem to be closer to 10 to 12 years instead of that 15 to 18 years that you see from the pocket passers. And Jaden Daniels, like I said, I, I worry about that when he gets to the NFL, faster guys hitting guys that hit a lot harder. Longer and, season. Right. Yeah. Longer season. And, and even this past year, like there's a couple games where he was a little bit banged up. Like he still played great. Don't get me wrong, but he he hasn't shown to me that he can really stay fully healthy like that because he wants to take off running. And so I, I do. I love Jaden Daniels. And if he's there for the Broncos at 12, I'm running to that podium and saying, let's take this chance. Let's go get this guy. But I don't know about trading up because you're going to have to have a really good backup because there's probably a decent chance he's going to miss some games. Yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, it's he's very talented, and I'm really pulling that the Washington Commanders and their air raid uh, system that they're going to be running under, oh my God, Cliff Kingsbury, um, maybe like him more than Drake May. We'll see. Uh, but uh, we've got Zach Powers, and I'd rather su just suffer a season with Stidham and have a chance of it working out than bring in Garoppolo and Hill. Broncos are still going to try to find, you know, change in the couch cushions. And I think Garoppolo's contract works out similarly to Russell Wilson's, where the Raiders are pretty much other other than up to veteran league minimum. The Raiders are on the hook of the rest of the contract. So the Broncos can pay him veteran minimum to bring him in. And that kind of hopefully will somewhat offset uh, stuff with Russell Wilson's contract. So I just, I don't know. It just makes too much sense. I don't have high hopes for this team next season. I think it's kind of a fortify. I, let me, let me change that. I think the Broncos are going to look at quarterbacks in the draft here at 12 in your potential trade up options and your, Nick's 
Penix, Rattler, question mark, and uh, McCarthy. If they love a guy and they have a chance to get him, it's kind of like when the right person comes along. You know, you maybe you're not right set up in life to where you want to be. Maybe you just got out of a relationship. I, I don't know. Maybe you're not financially where you want to be. You still should jump when the right person comes along, right? Uh, so that's kind of where I view the Broncos with the quarterback spot. So you're going to do that evaluation. If you're sold on a guy, swing. I don't care that they're probably two years away. The team stinks. I don't care that it's probably not a great situation for them with the weapons and the dead cap stuff. If you like the guy and you have conviction on it, take the shot. I don't know if that's going to be the case for the Broncos this one. So what's the most likely fielding a competitive roster where you can evaluate other guys function, run a functional offense, doing what Sean Payton wants to do where it's cheap and short term. I don't know, man. I think I'm not a big Garoppolo guy at all at all, but I think it lines up pretty well. And the reason I think Garoppolo over these other guys is because there's been a connection. There's been talk about Payton before in the past. And again, that contract, you're going to have to pay Brissett. Okay. Money. You're probably gonna have to pay Darnold. Okay. Money. Jimmy G is going to be league minimum. Yeah. League vet minimum. I, I, it's not exciting. I don't love it, but it makes sense. <laughs> right. And what makes sense is Dennis Chandler coming in with the $20 super saying, would you rather give up a third round pick and Jerry Judy for fields or take a chance on Nick's Penix McCarthy in the first round? So my, my first question with, with this would be, are we talking first round pick 12 or just first round at any time? Because let's say we trade back to pick 25, pick up an extra second and third round pick. And then you take one of those guys. I'd probably rather go that direction. But if we're saying pick 12, I'd probably go the third round pick and Jerry Judy for fields. Just because then you're not, you're, you're giving fields a chance to go win the job and, and be that long-term solution for you. And I love fields. I mean, I, if anybody was watching our live stream during that draft, I about cried when we didn't pick Justin Fields because I, I really like his game. Um, but I like the idea that you're not fully committed. You're not saying that this has to be our guy moving forward. And you're, you're taking a chance. You're pretty much giving up a third round pick because Jerry Judy, I mean, he's worth something, but you were planning on probably moving on from him anyway. So um, probably yeah, have more that's value holding on. You probably have more value holding on to Judy at this point to be completely honest and hoping he salvages yeah. and you get a comp pick for him two years down the line because with yeah. the way his contract works, I just can't imagine you getting anything besides maybe a fifth round pick me. Yes. I, I don't, I think you have more value holding on to him right now. Uh, as far as Justin Fields, if Sean Payton didn't really like working with Russell Wilson and his issues, holding on to the ball, uh, not working in the middle of the field, playing out of structure and chaos. I don't know if he's going to want to play with Justin Fields either. I don't know if that's the, or coach Justin Fields. I mean, Justin Fields is a younger more strapping, more athletic upside and arm talent right now version of Russell Wilson, but still the execution of the offense, getting to the right read, working in the middle of the field, all things that field struggles with. Uh, so I, I would rather do that. I think, I think then take a shot on Nick's McCarthy panics at 12, but man, it's uh, I just don't see it as a fit with Peyton. I could be wrong. Again, I'm I'm just trying to interpret the situation here, uh, but that's where I see it right now. And I, I got to say, I've been putting the work in on Knicks right now. I see a path. Uh, there's Jeremy Sean in here. He's a big uh, Knicks supporter. I see the path where Knicks can be good. He just kind of drives me nuts sometimes because he has that Trevor Simeon symptom where he refuses to climb up in the pocket. Uh, he's looking to like, bail. And uh, he a lot of times, anti-Russell Wilson in terms of, 
instead of holding on to the ball too long, he gets rid of it too quickly and he leaves a yeah. lot of meat on the bone. He's efficient. He doesn't put the ball in harm's way. He doesn't take sacks. Those are all really valuable, especially coming off the Russell Wilson era on those last two. But damn, there are plays where it's like that guy, if you just continue your progression, step up in the pocket, buy yourself a half a second, that's a 60-yard gain instead of a five-yard gain. And that's the difference to me between a great quarterback and somebody who's just starting caliber but limited upside. And that's that's what I see with Knicks when I've watched, I think, six of his games so far. Much better this year than 2022. I don't know if I see the ability to elevate uh, so much. It's hard just because I do like Knicks, and I think he'd be a decent fit with Peyton because he is smart. He's hardworking. Um, I think he's well-liked by his teammates. I think he'd fit into Denver quickly. But like you said, there is a limited ceiling with his game and what he's bringing to the table, where probably McCarthy and Penix maybe have a little bit higher ceiling than him. You know, Penix, because of having a little bit more arm talent, I would say. McCarthy, I mean, just better athlete, big arm, younger. You know, there's a lot more things that you could see there. But we got Kathy coming in with two dollars or two euros from from Germany, saying "Happy B Day, Nick!" All the way from Germany, MHH for life. Kathy, great to see you. Thanks for joining us, and and thanks for supporting Nick on his big day here. And of course, yeah, shout out to Kathy. Kathy sent a really really nice care package uh, from Germany that had some uh, really fun wooden baby toys, which is uh, cool, like old school, you know, good stuff. She didn't have much of that in the U.S. I, I don't know, but they're pretty cool. I was playing with them. And uh, some uh, good <laughs> German chocolate, as well as uh, some dog treats. Uh, so shout out to Summit as well. She's cool. not forgetting the dog. Uh, so appreciate that, Kathy. And we also got the, I guess I'm the old man now, the older man, uh, father, <laughs> Darren Kendall, dad, uh, says happy birthday to the new dad, Nicholas. It's weird to hear. It's weird to say, but, uh, yep. He's, uh, I haven't heard any, uh, screaming or crying upstairs. So that's, that's a good thing. He's probably, he's probably like right above me right now. So eh, hopefully we're okay up there. <laughs> if he comes falling through the ceiling, that'd be quite the show. I just keep telling myself, you know, Broncos take the long-term building path because he's not going to be, you know, football conscious for another five, six years anyway. So, uh, <laughs> uh as long as we're good by, you know, 2030, we, we can talk, but uh, I know, I know a lot of people can't wait that long and you might have to with the Mahomes hurdle on the other side there. Yeah. Uh, so, my, my daughter was born in 2015 and of course, you know, Broncos win the, the Super Bowl that year. So she was, she just turned one when, when the Broncos won the Super Bowl and it, it was such an awesome thing to, you know, get to jump up and down and celebrate and get pictures with my kid in her Broncos outfit and stuff like that. But yeah, of course she doesn't remember it. So all she's really remembered is a lot of losing, which is, is tough to see. At least uh, Kansas has been fun there for a little bit. Did Leipold leave? Did he get hired away? Kansas Jayhawks coach? I I can't remember. I, okay. I feel I like he went he somewhere. Did. Okay. All right. Well, good. Cause I like Leipold a lot. I thought he went maybe somewhere West coast, uh, pac 12, big 12, but, um, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, Taysom Hill again, I actually, I do want to look at the, uh, the contract here for Taysom Hill because maybe it's something where, uh, the saints don't get much cap relief, uh, moving on from him. I know they did a lot of stuff with void years, uh, when they originally signed him. So it might be one where they just have to eat it. Uh, but Taysom Hill, uh, gonna be 2024. If they move on from him, uh, they can save, oh, actually, 
Yeah, it's going to be hard. Uh, they get negative cap relief with about 26, 17 million uh, dead cap move, moving on from him. Uh, and they have void years on that as well. So I don't know. Um, maybe the Taysom Hill stuff doesn't happen now that you actually look at the specifics of the contract. That might actually be pretty hard for the Saints. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Yeah, it, it'd probably have to be a post-June cut. That might be a, a possibility for them to, to be able to make that work, maybe. But we got Michael Ronquillo coming in saying, J.J. McCarthy, J.J. McCarthy, and we'll just we'll say infinity on that. Um, that that's his guy. I, I think he's pounding the table, jumping up and, and saying, this is my guy. So um, that, that might be the case. I, I've heard he is highly, highly intelligent, which is going to be a very key component for any quarterback coming in working with Sean Payton. He does have one of the most complicated offenses in football. And uh, so it's, you know, this past year, that was one of the frustrations he had was he couldn't run everything he wanted to run with Russell Wilson. And so it's part of why I lean a little bit more towards a veteran coming in and maybe trying to find a young quarterback to develop for a year or two to, to get them the time to learn the system. Um, but, you know, maybe he will just, like I said, bite that bullet and say, hey, we're going to take our lumps with this guy, struggle in his rookie season, and then hopefully by his sophomore year, he's ready to, to really take off in the NFL because he feels confident in the system. Yeah, and you're right about the post-June 1st. It's the way the contract is set up. Whether he's released or trade traded, the cap ramifications are exactly the same, uh, but a post-first release or trade uh, can save them $10 million, uh, in cap savings. So maybe that's the move that they end up making there. I do think, though, that if it's not Taysom Hill, the Broncos might be looking elsewhere for a potential quarterback that can come in and do some of the Taysom Hill stuff. Maybe it's, I mean, just an athlete at the position. I know that there was rumors of Sean Payton uh, being interested in a Taysom Hill role with a Malik Willis. Maybe you can, you know, seventh round pick for him to just in that kind of role. Uh, maybe also Broncos use a third round pick or trade down or maneuver the cap a little bit and go get Joe Milton, uh, who is a huge athlete uh very raw not accurate but i mean scott kept harping on him on the senior bowl being like that guy's a different athlete and arm talent than the rest of those guys i don't know if i would you know, want to spend a top 100 pick on them but if he's there early fourth round i mean it's a scratch ticket anyway down there right penny stocks so i wouldn't be totally against it uh but you have so few picks is that a luxury right that's the big thing here the broncos don't have room to make luxury selections right now you need to find yeah. guys who can contribute not niche role players so i don't know it's it's a it's a tough spot for for sure i do think that a post june 1st cut or designation for Jason mill is very possible uh and if that's the case then wouldn't be shocked at all for a very cheap contract of him reuniting with uh if he does hit the market i think it's pretty obvious uh carmichael payton reunion yeah who would you rather have and i saw this in the comments uh milton or, or rattler since they were both down there at the senior bowl. I would probably rather have Rattler just because I, he's shown the ability to throw guys open and uh, hit some tight windows where 
Milton is just so erratic and I feel like he gets pretty inaccurate off platform. I think Rattler's actually like you put Rattler in a Kyle Shanahan system, you know, a lot of under center stuff, play action, getting him on the move, throwing off of different platforms. I think he can be a spot starting caliber guy with potential to be more. I mean, that's something the four, I wouldn't be shocked at all. If the 49ers drafted a quarterback day two in this class and uh, ended up being somebody like Rattler and, you know, just developing that guy. Uh, but yeah, that is a, I think I would rather have Rattler assuming that he passed the background character check stuff in the background, which right. by all reports sounds like he did. That's good. I mean, I feel unfortunately watching his QB one show from high school. I mean, I think everybody that watched that was just like, this dude is the worst. I mean, the way he treated his best friend, the way he treated his girlfriend, the way he treated his parents, you know, his entire team, his coaches. And you're just like, okay, yeah, I know this kid's talented, but he is not worth the headache with with what he's bringing. And I I did love his answer down at the senior bowl where they were asking like, what would you tell your 17 year old self? And he said, be humble. Like that's what he's learned in this time of, you know, he went from Oklahoma future superstar to getting benched to then having to kind of work his way back around and try to rebuild his image. And, um, you know, sometimes those are the, the guys, like I said, that when they learn as they get older, that the world's not just handed to them just because they're talented and they've actually got to do some work and, um, I, sometimes those guys turn out to be great. Sometimes that's exactly what they needed. One thing I was impressed with Rattler watching him this season is that I know it's kind of a trope where people are like, Oh man, that guy couldn't do anything because the offensive line was so terrible. Well, a lot of times it's not really the case. I think that was the case with South Carolina. I the dude got pummeled. Now, sometimes there's a little bit of, we'll call it arm arrogance with him, you know, windows that are, he doesn't have Mahomes' arm or Josh Allen's arm. He sometimes plays like he's got that arm. It's a good arm. It's a a very good arm, Uh, but not that level. It's a little arm arrogance, sometimes a little bit too greedy in the pocket, we'll call it, but he's willing to test windows and he's willing to hang in there. And that's with a dreadful, dreadful offensive line out there in South Carolina. I mean, they were just, they were horrible. Uh, So I, again, date round three, if you're impressed with the football acumen, the work ethic, he answers all those questions. I think there's enough there in terms of arm talent and athleticism to maybe have him end up being a starter in the NFL. I don't think he's going to be a great starter, but it, I mean, round three, it's possible. Uh, that's that's a, that's a good value if you get that in the end. I don't know if I'd want to do that, uh, though, but we'll see. And uh, I see a lot of other comments in here. A lot of Bo Nix, J.J. McCarthy stuff. Those are going to be the big two names that Broncos country are going to divide themselves on uh, in this class. Right now, personally, I'm probably a little bit more pro in the J.J. McCarthy uh, side of things just because I think he's a better athlete. Uh, I think he does better inside of the pocket in true dropback passing situations. And I think he's willing to test windows a little bit more than Bo Nix. But Bo Nix does a lot of things well. I went back and I spent a lot of time the last a lot of hours at night uh, watching games while trying to coax a baby to sleep. Uh, but I, I like Knicks. I can I can understand the appeal there. I think most likely you're probably getting a Kenny Pickett, Andy Dalton est quarterback in the end, which late first round. I mean, that's kind of what you're expecting. Best case scenario, you're probably talking to Derek Carr, maybe even a Dak Prescott. I don't I don't know. Dak is so good in the pocket, but as far as layering the throws, I mean Dak before he got injured, he was kind of this, you know, kind of shorter but stocky guy who didn't have it plus plus arm, but good enough, tested some windows. That's like the 
top 2% of outcomes uh, for Knicks, in my opinion. But I'm not a thoroughly against any of them. From where you and I sit, just where we can go on tangibles, measurables, and the tape, I don't know if I'd want to use the 12th overall pick and circumvent a chance at another building block kind of player. But if they did, I would totally get it. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously if you get your quarterback, then you start working to build around them and, um, and you say, okay, this is our guy. Like you, you, if you pick him at 12, you're saying this is our guy for the next three years. TikTok, clock yeah. starts on everybody when that happens. Right. Right. And, and if he doesn't, if this quarterback doesn't work out, yeah, Sean Payton probably fired George Payton for sure fired. Um, so then you're starting everything over again. So yeah, you better make sure this is your guy because it is your career on the line connected to this player. Uh, it just, that's the way it is. And I know that was kind of the talk back in um, when we we're talking about Justin Fields and uh, Patrick Sertan and stuff like that. There's a lot of, well, George Payton didn't want to put his entire career connected to a quarterback day one of really being in the building and having to do this. And, and part of me gets that of, but the other side of it is this is the NFL. This is what you got to do. Sometimes you got to take those risks. You know, I think of the chiefs, I, I hate to talk good about them, but you think about like they had a playoff roster with Alex Smith in the building. He was playing at a top 12 quarterback level at that time. And they still decided, Hey, we're going to trade up and take a chance on this very toolsy quarterback. That is sometimes a little sporadic and um, you know, but comes out of this system that doesn't usually produce great quarterbacks in the NFL, all those kind of things. And they just said, but we need something more. And they took that chance. And so sometimes you just got to take that risk if you really actually want to compete for Super Bowls. And then we got George Fox coming in saying, I trade back and draft a quarterback in the second round and third and get a quarterback like the one from Tennessee, Denver Broncos for life. Uh, Well, I mean – We've seen it before where teams have decided let's draft a couple quarterbacks and just let them compete and see who comes out on top. I mean, you think about Washington um, after they took RG three, they went and took Kirk cousins. Well, I, I don't think there's any competition of who's the better quarterback of those two at this point. And cause I mean, one of them's still playing one of them's an, an announcer now. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Kirk cousins obviously came out great. And sometimes it is best just to, keep throwing darts at that board and just hope that you find one that works out in the end. Yeah. I'm not against it. I think the Broncos have multiple options going forward. And I see this team being far enough away where you are not in a, that's one reason I felt like the Broncos back in 2021. I think it was that draft class, Scott or Carl, where you and I were both. So like you're at pick five right now, but you have a lot of pieces in place and it's a pretty good quarterback class. If somebody's there, you like swing. The Broncos are picking five in this class. They're like, oh, if one of the top three are there, swing. Maybe even try to trade up there. At 12, with where the team is at in terms of building blocks right now, I just don't think that you are you are in a situation where it's quarterback or bust. I understand the fan base and a lot of fan sentiment where it's like you have to take that quarterback because what do you really have to hope on if you're not that quarterback? The team has been so bad for so long now that without taking the quarterback – it feels like you go into 2024 thinking that there's not much optimism, but I just, again, I just don't know if you have the, the foundation in place and things can turn around quickly, right? Uh, yeah. We talked about those draft picks, the last two class, maybe those guys develop and become something. Maybe you have an unbelievable draft class this season. I mean, it does happen, 
But man, I think you're probably a couple draft classes away laying bricks, hitting on picks and laying bricks from being able to even take advantage of that rookie quarterback contract. And one, one anecdote I want, I like to use too, and talking about the quarterback, everybody's, you know, have to go quarterback, have to go quarterback. Kind of had that sentiment too in uh, 2016 when the Broncos ended up trading up for Paxton Lynch. And because of that first round selection and the hope that Paxton Lynch would work out, you punted on 2017. That was the uh, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes draft class. You punted on 2018, uh, which would have been uh, Josh Allen and uh, Lamar Jackson available for you there because of the guy you just took. So it's always a, some teams are smart enough where they, they understand that, you know, we've had 18 starts, 12 starts, and we haven't seen it yet. We're we're in the market again, but most teams aren't that way. Uh, First round picks a lot of times based on ownership groups as well. Uh, You kind of cast your lot with that guy. This looks like a better quarterback class in 2024 than 2025, but you're going to be picking 12, the fourth, fifth quarterback available. If you take that guy, you might be skipping on the next two classes. Is that the best for this? The best for this team? I just, I don't know, man. It's they're they're in a tight spot. Uh, They're in a tight spot. Well, and 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 I'll get to John's question here in just a sec, but uh, I think I talked about this last week of the 2011 season Broncos are picking number two overall and they decided to pass on quarterback and go with Von Miller and the rest is history. I mean, obviously the guy becomes Super Bowl MVP and you look at the other quarterbacks that were taken there in the top 10, top 12 picks. They didn't work out great. Cam Newton's the only quarterback that worked out there in those first round picks and everybody else of that that top 15 all of a sudden became great players. Some of them are going to be hall of fame players. At Some the of the of best players in the, in the last 20 years, of the NFL were yeah. taken sandwiched by quarterbacks in that draft. I'm just right. You're, you're right. I just want to actually get the names, um, but the guys who are taken <laughs> in between. So you have your quarterback run start at eight Tennessee Titans, take Jake Locker at eight Dallas Cowboys. Then at nine, Tyron Smith, second best tackle in football in the last decade, probably. I think 10, you have the Jags take Blaine Gabbert. 11, you have the Texans take JJ Watt, the first or second best defensive player in the last decade. And then 12, you have the Vikings take uh, Christian Ponder. So sorry to interrupt, but it's just like, I think it's, it's unbelievable how yeah. good those players are that they missed on because they took right. quarterbacks, but your train doesn't even leave the station until you have the quarterback. So if you love the guy, you have to take the shot, but man, if you miss <laughs> you're in trouble. Yeah. And we got John Lopez coming in with a different idea here saying if Denver doesn't get a first round quarterback, top three, uh, McCarthy or Knicks, what are your thoughts of maybe trading back enough to get JPJ and an offense tackle like Morgan? There you go. I mean, just what we're talking about. If you don't fully believe in one of these quarterbacks and you can trade back, get yourself the, uh, the that's the, the center from Oregon who's everybody's raving about after the the senior bowl, especially, but even before that, everybody was talking about how great this guy looks. And so then all of a sudden you've got a complete offensive line that you feel very comfortable with. You've got an offensive tag. Well, okay. I mean, as a whole, if you're looking at all five pieces together, there's a lot of teams that wish that they could have five, at least average players on the offensive line. Broncos have at least five average players. Uh, Maybe McGlinchey, you're arguing against that a little bit. Maybe he's below average, but I don't uh, know. If tackle play, do what? I don't know if Bulls is still here. Well, that's true, and and, and that's where Morgan comes in. Where all of a sudden, then you're getting a tackle piece that you can start building on as well. And then you're sitting there saying, okay, now we've got a great offensive line or a potentially great offensive line for that quarterback next year or the year after that can come in 
and not have to worry about getting hit all the time. Uh, you know, I, there's been plenty of people I know that have complained over and over again of if only we had an offensive line. Well, that that would be the Broncos taking a shot and saying, hey, we're going to build the trenches. We're going to have a great offensive line that we can run with, uh, that we can protect the quarterback and and just go then put a quarterback back there that doesn't have to scramble for his life every single play and hope that somebody gets open or maybe that the offensive line can hold up half the time. Yeah. I, I don't mind this at all. Trade, I think trade back and take the best offensive lineman or defensive lineman available, maybe a secondary player, just because there's a lot of value uh, there in the second half to the second round or first round. But uh, I do want to add, I think uh, Jackson powers Johnson, he might not be the first center drafted. I know there's a lot of love for Barton out of uh, Duke who has played all five. He can play all five spots. And some people think he might actually be the best center in this class, maybe a little bit better in his own scheme. Uh, if you're looking for a little more athleticism there, uh, talking Jordan Morgan here, offensive tackle from Arizona. Gotta be honest. I just don't see the tackle, uh, in him. I think he's going to end up a guard and I think he's going to be a good guard, uh, at the end, but I just, I don't think he's got good drop back range. I don't think he can actually protect that edge, uh, with enough foot speed to get there and doesn't have the length too. So I think he's going to be a guard. He's going to be a fine guard. Uh, but I don't see him as a taking a shot at a tackle, uh, in this class. I think he's going to be a guard. So adding that there, uh, to this all, when well, we had a couple of questions here, <laughs> trench wonker. I love it, Cal. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but we have a couple this or that, uh, with Zach powers. This is fun. Um, Fuaga averse. Uh, Talisa Fuaga, offensive tackle from Oregon State, or Jared Verse, edge rusher from Flor Florida State. I think uh, Fuaga is going to go higher, and I'd rather have the better player. I think Fuaga is the better prospect. Yeah, I'm with you there. And like I said, <clears throat> Garrett Bowles and his contract, you're probably moving on here pretty soon from that. So if you can go get your, your new left tackle, I'm taking that. Mm -hmm. uh, we got Zach Powers also saying Fashanu or Turner. You got to say the schools too. There's a Fashanu oh, offensive sorry. tackle, Penn State, and Dallas Turner, edge rusher, uh, Alabama. This one, Fashanu was thought of like this no doubt top five guy, right? And now he's falling. He really is. I mean, you have uh, 12th overall play prospect for Daniel Jeremiah. You have him falling in Lance Zerline's mock draft. Like, there's a chance that Fashanu is the third offensive tackle taken, and he really could actually be available uh, for the Broncos at pick 12. And I would be. Very, I would be very excited about either of these guys at 12. Yeah, I I would probably take Fashanu just again, left tackle. Um, I don't know why he, he's falling because the tape is the tape. Like he looks great when, when you watch him and he looks like he's a top 10 or top seven prospect in most draft classes. And Turner, again, I, I don't think you can go wrong with either of these guys because Turner, athletic freak, I think his best days of football are still ahead of him. Um, there's a lot of people that think he's going to test better than Will Anderson did. Now he's not as a complete a prospect, but th there's some people out there talking about just that athletic profile that he has. And so, like I said, if you could be getting him at just the, the peak of what he's going to be coming in the NFL, um, so that, that's a little bit of a toss up one for me. I, I would be okay. I mean, I'd be excited celebrating on the, the draft pod that we're going to be doing during the draft if that's what happens yeah it's going to be really interesting to see I mean, a lot of options here just really wish the broncos had more uh more draft picks in the end and we might get that uh unfortunately that might mean some guys leaving here uh, there's been obviously the sutton talk uh when he had that kind of uh 
nondescript tweet about thanking Broncos country for how good it's been in Denver over the years. You had uh, James Palmer mentioned recently on the DNVR podcast that uh, Broncos got to make some tough decisions and Garrett Bowles wouldn't be shocked if he's gone. He said Garrett Bowles himself wouldn't be shocked if he was gone. So that's a, that was a antenna raising one for me there. And then you have uh, the Broncos defensive future defensive coordinator, maybe even head coach, not for the Broncos, but in the NFL in general, Christian Parker, uh, jettisoning the Broncos going from Denver to Philly to rejoin with Vic Fangio, uh, going to be the pass defensive pass game coordinator there. I wonder if maybe potentially, you know, it wouldn't be exciting draft hall, but maybe around three pick or around four pick, maybe Justin Simmons uh, on his way to Philly as well. I know there's been a little bit of buzz with that, with uh, Christian Parker moving over to the Eagles. So it's going to be a really different looking roster next season. And uh, the next few seasons as team has tried to build built, be built in uh, Sean Payton's image. Yeah. <laughs> and I see that uh, sting guy came in with a question on if I'd move McGlinchey over to left tackle, if the Broncos bring in a, a true right tackle kind of prospect, McGlinchey did play left tackle in college. I don't have a problem with that. Um, I wouldn't mind bringing back Cam Fleming. Let's say you don't get your guy. He's mm-hmm. not going to be expensive. He was okay when he had to start uh, last year. Yeah. Two seasons ago when Garrett Bowles went down with injury. And I, I think you still have some other prospects that you can look at. And this is a great offensive line draft. I would be very disappointed if the Broncos didn't come out with some kind of prospect for the offensive line from this draft. And we got Lawrence Rivera coming in saying, what guys I just wanted to say, uh, Oh boy, if Hill comes (laughs) got a rolling of the eyes and yeah, it's not going to be anything that really moves the needle a ton for you. He brings in a little bit of a unique skill set that most NFL teams don't have. So that's great to see. But as a pure quarterback, it's obviously not it's not solving that issue for your team long term. And we got Michael coming in with a great show tonight. Nick and Carl on Bronco building the Broncos. Go Broncos. Michael, always good to see you in here and always appreciate that every night we can always see your support for us. So it just means a lot to us. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Uh, Gonna have to wrap it on up here. I got to get the uh, the birthday celebrating going. I see Carl's already on it with the hat there. Appreciate that. It's a lot of fun. I don't know how I feel about you covering up your daughter's name uh, with my name for it, uh, but uh, I appreciate the uh, sentiment. Just don't let her know, uh, unless we yeah. unless we ever uh, meet. Then you know I can say, well, you know what your dad did. He's picking me. Uh, so <laughs> appreciate that. I appreciate everybody coming in. It's been a fun chat tonight. Uh, I want to give you the floor since you know we don't talk, but once a week on the. I mean, we talk more than that, but this type of platform. Any prospects that you've been working on that you're like, okay, I really like this guy. I know last year you had a few wide receivers. Is there anybody who, I mean, this is building the Broncos. Broncos only have one pick in the top 75, but they're not going to be picking only pick 12 and 76. There's going to be some movement. Pretty confident in that. Uh, Anybody that you just kind of wanted to highlight, you've been doing some work on that you think might be an interesting fit for the Broncos. And yeah, Lawrence, it's uh, it's my birthday. Uh, I'm, I'm old. I'm washed. As they say, if I was a, uh, if I was a, anything but a quarterback, I'd be like, this guy needs to be replaced. He's too old. He sucks now. Uh, but uh, corp- anyway, 32, God bless. Uh, Carl, prospects, anybody stand out for you? Yeah, so I, I watched a little bit of, of uh, Malachi Corley from Western Kentucky, wide receiver, um, built like a running back. And you've I've yeah. talked about this, where that kind of yeah. seems to be the direction of high-quality wide receivers are going, where you want that big guy who can break tackles, get those yards after catch, and uh, he, he's definitely one of those guys for you. 
Now, he's not a first-round prospect by any means. He's not going to be your number one wide receiver. But as a nice complimentary piece on your offense that you can build a lot of plays around to get the ball in his hands and let him go make a play, he would definitely be one of those wide receivers that I'd really love to see with the Broncos. Um, One that I think is just – he's a really good fit with Sean Payton is uh, Jalen McMillan of Washington – Good route runner. Just I think he's just one of those really good all-around wide receivers. There's not a, a part of his game that sticks out like this is the outstanding part of his game, but another great number two kind of guy that you can just stick out there. He's going to run your routes that you need him to do. He's going to be smart. He's going to go make some plays for you. He's not going to be, like I said, that true number one, but as a good number two, if we're talking like third-round prospects, these are a couple of the guys that I'd be looking at and being halfway – being pretty happy with for the Broncos. Um, So I I would say those two have been just a couple that have stuck out to me lately. Yeah. And I see there's talk about running back or tight end as well. Day three options uh, for the Broncos. If that's something that happens and we're going to have plenty of chance to talk about all that, Uh, but it is time to get going here. So Carl, appreciate the shout out on Malachi Corley, the yak guy in this class thought he had a really good senior bowl as well. Kind of was a, uh, a gadgety piece in that air raid Western Kentucky offense, but Showed soft hands, showed ability to run some routes that uh, didn't put on tape just because of the system. So if he's the, I think he's going to go in the top 60. I don't think the Broncos are going to have a chance for him with where they pick right now. Uh, but wide receiver day two, I mean, Sean Payton's done that historically. And it's going to be a deep class. I mean, after the top three wide receivers, top four pass catchers, depending on what you call Brock Bowers, I think I'd probably punt until the next, until day two. I love Brian Thomas, good player, but uh, from LSU, but uh, day two, uh, there's going to be some options there in a very, very good wide receiver class, just a really good offense class in general outside of running back and tight end, which we're talking about uh, just a second ago, but appreciate everyone. Carl, thank you so much for the shout out. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter. Carl is at Carl Dumbler MHH. I'm at Nick Kendall MHH. Also make sure you guys are following us at mile high huddle. If you haven't done so yet, follow us on facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. And over on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to our show, like the channel and share on your social media platforms. I'm going to get on out here. It's birthday time. Uh, any final thoughts, Carl? No, just uh, like I said, wishing you a happy birthday, man. Hope you guys are all having a good time out there. I know your your parents are there to celebrate as well. And uh, so just go out there, have a good time, man. Get some rest. Hopefully you are getting that eight hours of sleep for your birthday <laughs> present and uh, can be ready to go because I know you and Scott have a show going probably tomorrow morning as usual. 6 a.m. And uh, Yeah, there you go. So Uh, Definitely go get that sleep, man, and just enjoy another year around the sun. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. And I guess I will use this platform one more time. A birthday wish for me from all you guys. I like to end the shows with always choosing kindness and compassion. Make sure you do that. I mean, that's, you know, don't donate to anything, whatever, you know, but just a lot of people going through hard times and you never know what they're going through. You know, see somebody that guy's acting like a jerk. Well, maybe he's had a bad day. I don't know. You don't know what people are going through. So, Always take a step back, and if you have a chance, just be kind, be compassionate. You don't know what people are going through. So appreciate everyone. Have a great yesterday. Um, happy birthday to me. <laughs> and as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to Building the Broncos. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.